Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Reclaim Podcast. I am your host, Whitney Elise. Just a black girl out here trying to help everyone do better, including and especially yourself. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Or if you're new here, hi, hello, and welcome. Come on in, have a seat, take off your shoes at the door. Um, because we have a lot to talk about and not a lot of time to talk about it. Um, I was debating doubling up the episodes, you know, doing twice a week instead of once a week. Y'all let me know. Y'all let me know. Would you be interested in that if I did maybe shorter episodes but did them twice a week? Um, Because some weeks, like this past one, holy father. But other weeks, it'd be like dry, (laughs) which I got to be honest, I I revel in those because those are opportunities for me to actually be creative and the world isn't being such a a dumpster fire. Not like it's always a dumpster fire, but the fire is a a little bit lower. Unlike (sighs) Lord have mercy. You get the point. The point is y'all let me know if y'all were be more interested in doubling up these episodes every week instead of just one big episode. Um, that being said, two weeks ago because last week we took a little break uh i celebrated the holiday with family um with friends and with a lot of food i think we were out uh, we were out a lot we were out a lot it started with going to bluey had a big play here in philly and our family is a big fan like big bluey family um so we went to go see it everybody dressed in their bluey's finest then we had a birth bluey birthday party for the legend herself, the epic, the icon, uh, Miss Emery Annette has officially turned three. Um, and I am still in celebration mode around that. Um, what else happened? And then, you know, her actual birthday was that Wednesday. Thanksgiving was that Thursday. Friday was Friendsgiving. Um, well, it was like a friend's. It was like a small friend's giving. Uh, actually, that Sunday night after her birthday party, we went to another friend's giving. Um, because baby girl was like being well taken care of, and everybody's like, "Oh yeah, she can come out. Oh yeah, we'll we'll look after her. Oh yeah, oh yeah." And I'm like, you know what? Shout out to community. Shout out to community because oh my goodness, yes, they 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 gifted us a night out, <laughs> and we appreciated that as a couple. Um, to just go ahead and just be ourselves instead of mom and dad. Um, but it's been a busy week and a half cause it was, it was constant things. It was Bluey's play. It was her birthday party. Then it was the friends giving. And then, you know, I had work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday was her actual birthday. Um, and also prep for, you know, feast, the feast day <laughs> on Thursday, that Thursday, we were bouncing around from my dad's house to my aunt's house, uh, came home and that little child of mine looked me in the face and said, hey, what's for dinner? Mind you, it's nine o'clock and we've been eating dinner since like two. And I'm like, what do you mean what's for dinner? So at 930, she was eating macaroni and cheese and salmon and broccoli. And I was like, all right, well, this is it. <laughs> Friday, we went to spend some time with some very dear friends of ours. That following Saturday, we went to a holiday festival. 
uh, winter holiday festivals. Lots of fun. She got to meet Santa for the very first time. We took pictures. She's a big fan, apparently. I didn't know this. Um, and we are not a Santa household. We have taught her that Santa is not real, that Santa is a story. It's just a story. But the way she ran up to him, um, I'm not so sure. So we're going to have to keep working on this. Uh you know, I'm like, it's a fun story. It's, it, it is a fun story. I'm like, it's a story just like, you know, your favorite characters, like Bluey is not real. That's a story. Um, but it's a fun story and we like it. And so we play pretend in that way. Um, but I'm going to have to keep working on her with that. Cause yeah, her daddy who is very anti Santa is just like, I don't want some man getting credit for the gifts that I bring into this house. And I'm like, all right, all right, Gramps, we got you. <laughs> All right, granddad, we got you. We got you. He's an old man. He's a he's a very young man with a very old spirit. Um, what else? What else? I think Sunday we just like survived. Everybody just hung. oh no Sunday we put up our tree. So we've been really busy. <laughs> we've been really busy. Um, but that's my life. Uh, very very sweet, peaceful joyful life um I like these people I live with like it's one thing to love the people that you live with it's a whole nother thing to like them to want to spend time with them um and I really really do and I'm I'm truly grateful for these folks that I get, I had the opportunity to call family all right last week's episode we had the opportunity to chat with the incredible the incomparable Siobhan Montgomery Haynes um, of black girl voices. Uh, I'm really excited. I have so much I want to tell you about that particular project and I don't want to give it away. So the point is we had a great, great chat. Um, if you guys want to hear that, where we talked about Thanksgiving rules, we talked about food, we talked about what was on the TV. We talked about how black people actually don't celebrate Thanksgiving. Like there ain't no pilgrims at our house. Um, we're not talking about colonization, uh, we talked about the history of Thanksgiving with black folks um, and food rules because there is no stricter food rule day, maybe 4th of July. But even 4th of July, we don't celebrate 4th of July. We're celebrating the day off. We're celebrating a paid day off. Um, but we're not like rah-rah America. No, nah, pass, pass them hot dogs, them burnt hot dogs, please. Um, kind of same deal with Thanksgiving where it's a paid holiday off where we get to be with our family and it's a feast day. But outside of that, like ain't no pilgrims at our, at our tables. Um, and that the food that we use is, you know, the food that populates our tables, the collard greens, the mac and cheese, the sweet potato pie, like all of that has ancestral links, not just, and I'm not when I say just, I'm not trying to reduce it, but not only solely to slavery, but also back to the continent, um, where, uh, where we find our heritage. So it was a really good conversation. Like I'm really excited to be working with Siobhan. Like she's brilliant, 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 brilliant. Y'all need to get on to black girl voices. And, um, I believe her personal Instagram is Siobhan Elizabeth, but I will put them in the show notes. Um, so you guys have a new follow and somebody to, uh, someone else to yell at you. Cause I yell at you a lot. <laughs> um, I promise it's out of love. I promise it's out of love. Um, finally, before we get started with the show, I understand some people were really upset with me about even having a dinner 
on that Thursday that we call feast day. Um, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you this, and this is not to make you feel bad. This is really not to make you feel bad. I get my ass kicked every single day on these platforms, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, because I am doing some type of campaign because I'm doing some type of advocacy work because I am doing some type of labor in order to help all of us be free. I am not saying this so you can feel bad for me. I am not saying this to pat myself on the back. What I am saying is I get my ass kicked every single day. I got called a nigger over and over again. Like, what was that? Tuesday, Wednesday, over and over again, this person just repeatedly. And every time we were reported the app, TikTok actually, uh, would flag it and say no violation every single time. Um, I've, I've been called some terrible things. My DMS are constantly filled with hate. Um, again, I'm not saying this so you feel bad for me. I'm saying this so you can understand. So when I want to take a day to be with my family and to eat and to celebrate and to put the damn phone down, um, outside of capturing some moments and taking some pictures and maybe sharing it with y'all. Um, and I'm not talking about y'all who support this show. I'm talking about the y'all who have judgment about anyone who does anything outside of what you believe is appropriate advocacy, uh, because you are the end all and be all of who should be doing what out here instead of maybe sitting down and trying to understand folks. Now I would understand if I was actually putting someone at risk or if I was putting someone in danger or if I was doing actual harm. Moments like what happened with these very busy last few days have been restorative. They have been healing. They have been exactly what I've needed the work that I do is heartbreaking. It is gut wrenching. It is intense. I am constantly exposed to violence, both in the history that I'm researching and in after I post these things, folks decide to enact violence against me. I say all that to, to again, I don't want you to feel bad for me. What I want you to do is understand that if I'm going, like, if I decide that I want to have a little fun, I'm going to do it. If I decide I want to take the next few days and not talk to y'all, I'm going to do it. If I decide that I want to share a bunch of joyful, nonsensical, silly things because it it reminds me that I'm a human being and not just a a a social justice mule, not even a person. Cause some of y'all treat me like I'm not like people like me and me myself, like we're not human beings, but that we are entities, um, that have to serve you in a way that you approve of with our advocacy work. We have to do the advocacy work the way you want us to. And not the way that feels right to us in our hearts. 
Otherwise, you'll drag us. Otherwise, we're problematic. And, you know, everybody's problematic. And I've said this over and over again. We're all problematic. We're human beings. We're going to make mistakes. Everybody is problematic. We all have issues and we all can do better. That being said, I'm eating my turkey. I'm taking pictures with my cousins. I'm holding my new niece. I am dancing around with my daughter and her cousins. We're going to enjoy each other. And no, there will be no pilgrims at our tables. And no, there will be no discussion of of broken treaties or anything at our tables. And yes, I stand in solidarity when we talk about days of mourning and things like that. But pardon me if I decide as a person, as a human being, that I want to spend time with my family after getting my ass kicked most of the year every day and I'll even show you guys all of it again not saying this so you can feel bad for me and I'm going to keep repeating that because someone will come on and say oh she's just trying to get what sympathy empathy understanding hopefully understanding if anything if anything understanding but no I don't want you to feel bad I want you to understand okay all right, now, <laughs> now that we've gotten all that out the way, um, I hope y'all were safe. I hope y'all got some rest. I hope y'all were well fed. Um, and I hope y'all prepared because we're getting ready to talk some foolishness. Let's get to it. Let's get to these church announcements. Hit it, Earl. Let the people of the reclaim say amen. Glad to be here. Say amen again. And say amen one more time if you really like the show. We glad that y'all here today, and these will be your church announcements. God, today, where do we even start? <laughs> Hi, who? Hmm. Where do we even start? Um, I guess where we can start is the the death of Henry Kissinger. Uh, for those who are unfamiliar with Henry Kissinger, good, good. I'm not the type of person who wishes death on anybody. I wouldn't. I'm not the type of person who typically celebrates the passing of anyone. Like y'all saw me when the, when Queen Elizabeth died. Um, I tried to hold space for that family who lost a relative and still hold her, hold her accountable for her part in some of the most brutal atrocities that have happened on the globe um, so she could wear all the shiny things. I don't know if I have that space for Henry Kissinger uh, because he, as Rolling Stone calls him, Henry Kissinger, war criminal beloved by America's ruling class, finally dies. The infamy of Nixon's foreign policy architect sits eternally beside history's worst mass murderers. A deeper shame attaches to the to the country that celebrates him. Yeah, Rolling Stone. Those are right. Spencer Ackerman, you did that. <laughs> Spencer Ackerman, you said that. Um, a passage that I recently shared on my Instagram says, the man who re- repositioned U.S. foreign policy as a wedge between Russia and China lived long enough to see the February 4th declaration now uniting Moscow and Beijing. The reactionary forces he encouraged at home and abroad are showing the world that the rules-based international order is about capitalism, not democracy. 
Whatever bitterness Kissinger in his final days experienced over the erosion of his enterprise is little comfort to his millions of victims. Spencer Ackerman. Spencer Ackerman did that. Slate actually had a really, really great piece on him. Um, It's actually from 10 years ago. Um, If you want to look it up, it's called, it's on Slate. It's called Mr. Mr. Kissinger, Have You No Shame? And that was by Christopher Hitchens. It says, ignore the recent excuses. Well, recent. I'm just reading from here, but it was like 10 years ago. Ignore the recent excuses. Henry Kissinger's entire career is a series of massacres and outrages. Whew. Just a doozy. Just a doozy. Just a doozy. But there is a one particular thing I want to read to you. And it is by Anthony Bourdain. And if you are familiar with me, you know that I adore Anthony Bourdain. I was devastated when he left this earth, um, just a, he's just such a person, like a person that I want to meet, wanted to meet, uh, a person that was on like my personal faves list, not necessarily hero, but a person that I wouldn't mind like meeting. Um, I used to watch, uh, parts unknown. Um, I used to watch, oh, there was another show. Oh my gosh. Why does the name escape me? Um, no ex, I think it was no expectations something like that. I, it's been a while since I've clearly watched him, but I'm going to break them out because he also did like this great, great video, uh, not video, Jesus. We've been on the internet too long, but he did this great uh, show on Gaza. And in light of certain things, I, I'm really interested to see what Anthony Bourdain had to say about Gaza. Um, I've seen some clips that, you know, just show the beautiful culture and the people there. And my God, in light of recent events, my goodness. Anyway, what Anthony Bourdain had to say was, once you've been to Cambodia, you'll never stop wanting to beat Henry Kissinger to death with your bare hands. You will never again be able to open a newspaper and read about that treacherous prevaricating I don't know that word but I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up this is what we do murderous scumbag sitting down for a nice chat with Charlie Rose or attending some black tie affair for a new glossy magazine without choking witnessing what Henry did in Cambodia the fruits of his genius for statesmanship and you'll never you will never understand why he is not sitting in the dock at the Hague next to Milosevic. I don't know who Milosevic is, but that's something else I need to look up to. Yes. Henry, um, Anthony Bourdain, (laughs) Anthony Bourdain, who clearly is way more brilliant than, than, than I, because there's a lot of things I have to research now just because I read that passage. But yes, Anthony Bourdain pretty much said it. That man was a monster. That man's legacy was monstrous and nothing that he did in light of that monstrosity will make up for the millions of people he negatively affected. Um, and I didn't really know much about Henry Kissinger. Like I knew he was like a, a, a terrible person, uh, because not a terrible person, but yes, a terrible person because only a terrible person can enact such, such atrocities and then just like, you know, receive awards and just like keep rolling with the punches essentially. Uh, I said, my hope is that Henry Kissinger's death and the way culture is remembering him for the villain that he was 
um, is a horrifying wake up call to any other folks engaged in war crimes. Not only will we cement your legacy as a villain in your death, but we will actively remind you of it while you are alive. Benjamin Netanyahu, pay attention. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Henry uh, Kissinger died. I also saw that Sandra Day O'Connor died. Um, one of the reasons why we have, well, we had, sheesh, in light of so many things, so many things change so fast when like people don't vote or they vote like in a weird way, you know, that empowers people whose only desire is to take rights from people, which I don't understand. How do you exist in a, in an alleged democracy and want to take rights away from people? Like, I just, I, I need someone to explain it to me like I'm five. How, 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 um, Sandra Day O'Connor was the first woman, uh, to sit in the Supreme Court. Uh, she died at the age of 93. Um, yeah. So I want to send flowers and support to her family, um, a history maker, a, yeah, yeah, this is, this is sad. Um, well, I mean, 93 is a good life. 93 is a good life. And she made, she made some pretty groundbreaking decisions, um, especially on the high court. She was a trailblazer. And so, yeah, yeah. May she rest well. I know this is a safe space, so I feel like the next topic I'm going to talk about, which trigger warning, I will be discussing sexual assault, sexual violence, rape. Um, I know that I'm in, I'm in good company to talk about this next topic because some folks, ugh. all right, some of y'all really have to stop getting your news from just unaccountable blogs and unaccountable podcasts and video casts where hosts really just say anything. Um, in light of like Cardi B's uh, lawsuit against that other blogger who uh, re- will remain unnamed on this particular show. Uh, Cause I have no respect for that woman. That woman is a dredge to society. Like she just, ugh, ugh, she drives me crazy. Like, lady, please stop. Like, you owe this woman, you owe Cardi B $4 million and you ran off to the continent of Africa so nobody could just uh, snatch you up. And instead, various organizations are just taking your money, the, any money that you make. And that's sad. You could really, all you really had to do was take the, vi- I'm diving into a completely different topic than I wanted to talk about just now. But all she really had to do was take the videos down talking badly about Cardi. And rather than doing that, she went through this whole court proceeding, um, went to this whole issue and came out as a loser, came out losing that case just because she refused to take down content. Like, let that be a note to y'all. Like, Hey, don't talk about things that you don't know about with, um, don't talk about things that you don't know about period. Uh, but secondly, y'all don't, don't be gossiping. Don't be gossiping. Like there's enough true, terrible things to talk about where you don't need to gossip. There's enough good things to talk about where you don't need to gossip, but it's just, it's just unnecessary. Like it's not even worth it. Like it's not even, it's not even worth it at this point. 
Uh, but anyway, some folks, I, I was saying all that to say this, some folks get their news, their news, what they think is happening in the world from people whose job is to sell their opinions. And as an opinionated person, I am the first person to cite a source and I'm like, I'm letting you know where I'm getting my information from. And then I'm giving you my opinion. I'm letting you know where I'm getting my information from. And I'm giving you my opinion. So for all y'all who keep saying that you get your news from here, thank you. But, but please, please go to the sources that I'm telling you to go to. Uh, that way, you know, you, you're getting the facts first and you can form your own opinion. You don't have to share the same opinion as me. Um, just because I have an opinion doesn't mean that that same opinion should be yours also understand that sometimes my opinions are very strong but they're also loosely held because unlike a lot of people that I've learned in recent days um sometimes you know when you get confronted with better information with more details with more information instead of doubling down and being unapologetic and being rude and saying that people are haters the better thing to do is say oh I was wrong about that. I stand corrected. I'm sorry. Let me fix this. Let me correct my opinion. Let me go back and fix this. See how that works? It's not, it's not rocket science. Like you really just, you really could. Anyway, but a lot of folks were pointing at uh, recent allegations of sexual assault with prominent and powerful men at the end of those allegations and people were saying oh it's just people attacking the black man and they're trying to put the black man down and stuff like that and I'm gonna be really transparent with you there are too many actual efforts to try to keep black people specifically black men down that we don't need to do this with this particular topic why because a lot of these allegations are coming from black women but even if they weren't coming from black women if these men actually did these terrible things it's not putting it's not putting them down or keeping them down if they actually did these terrible things it's accountability it's accountability you would want accountability if someone did these harms to you you would be fighting for accountability if someone did these heinous things to you um i'm speaking about the new york adult survivors act that was put in place in may of last year it has since ended um as of thanksgiving day last week um which i have big questions about if all of these allegations are coming out and all of these allegations are holding people accountable for the heinous things that they did why are we ending a law that is working why is there a statute of limitations on 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 rape on on pursuing legal action for rape for sexual assault why is why is that like if these things are not true surely we could parse this out in court I know a lot of people don't want to go to court. They don't want to, ha they don't want to deal with all the discovery. They don't want to do all those things. I understand that. I get that. But in the case of Cassie, mm, in those cases, you know, in the cases of, here's what people, here's what, um, 
a lot of the gossip blogs won't tell you that a good portion of the allegations that were made weren't made against famous people. We're even made against black people. We're made against organizations. We're made against hospitals. We're made against jails and prisons. So for anyone who's like just shrugging this off, thinking that this is the opportunity for a money grab, making a mockery of the, the New York Adult Survivors Act, it's it's pretty substantial. So I want all of us to pay attention to these allegations, not just be not just the ones. And I'm not trying to reduce the ones that are surrounding celebrities and politicians. But I want to say don't just solely pay attention to the allegations from celebrity um, surrounding celebrities and politicians, but also pay attention to the allegations made against hospitals, jails, prisons, and other organizations. 3000 plus suits have been filed and it's only been one year. One year is not long enough window to unearth all the injustices. And this is only one state. New York is, is one that's one state. Imagine if we did, if this was a federal law nationwide, what other things would be unearthed? I'm, I'm, I'm curious in a, in, in a sad way, like who else, you know, I saw an allegation, um, about Jamie Foxx. I saw an allegation about Cuba, Cuba Gooden Jr. Now to be fair, Cuba Gooden Jr. has a, has a bit of a, a sheet on these things. And so it's kind of, it's kind of disappointing to watch uh, him endure these things, but you get the point. Um, So according to the New York Times, before the deadline on Thanksgiving, a flurry of attention grabbing suits were filed against politicians like former Governor Andrew Cuomo and Eric Adams, the mayor of of New York and celebrities like Sean Combs, the producer and music mogul who had just settled a separate suit filed in federal court in Manhattan, accusing him of rape. That's the, the case about poor Cassie like that. She filed that suit and so many things came out. So many things came out and not even 24 hours later, uh, Sean had settled. He immediately settled. Um, there were people who were willing to come up and speak out. They had evidence. They had photo evidence. People keep, people keep jumping down Cassie's throat as if she was just, I mean, it's a civil suit. Civil suit is going to be money. That's going to be it's going to be financial. Um, it's not a criminal suit. Totally different, totally different suit. Civil suits are about money, about financial compensation. Uh, this woman, according to her allegations was battered and bruised and treated like treated horribly, horrendously for many years, tried to escape numerous times, tried to escape only to be forcibly brought back. Um, just abuse after abuse, after abuse, after abuse for years, years, years. And when you think about, according to her allegations, and when you think about the harm that Sean allegedly did 
to her over these years. And then you start to see other suits pop up. Um, I believe two other suits have emerged uh, for for Sean Combs from, I believe, 1990 or 1991. It's, it's frightening. It's scary. Like, these are people who we, like, used to bop to, you know? But you also think about, like, how many people, how many other people were implicated in this? How many other people helped to hide this? You know, the makeup artists that would go in and, like, cover her bruises for when they had events together. You know, the the doctors who would see her and, you know, I mean, of course, HIPAA, because, you know, you can't just share this type of medical information out. Right. But I imagine that that type of thing, like there's, you know, the bodyguards, the the the, the assistants, um, there's a story that Demetria Lucas tells from one of her friends. Um, so this is third hand uh information so do with this what you will but you can go over and listen to ratchet and respectable with demetria lucas this is not a ad but i really really enjoy her programming i enjoy her thoughts i don't agree with her all the time which i think is fair of anything if you're agreeing with people all the time that's a cult that is not (laughs) that is not independent thought um but she told a story like i really enjoy her show she told a story of one of her friends witnessing puff absolutely abuse Cassie in the middle of a meeting like stopped the meeting brought her in abused her terribly in front of all these people and while she's in the corner sits back down and then continues on with the meeting allegedly 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 these are all allegations right allegedly 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 and I'm I gotta be honest like I believe Cassie I believe Cassie. I do. Um, And then all of a sudden my heart like breaks for Kim Porter. Like what did she endure? Uh, She's no longer with us. She can't even tell us what she, what happened to her. You know, the horrible things that happened to her. I'm concerned about so many other people. Like we haven't heard from J-Lo and J-Lo dated him for some time. Um, and he may or may not have abused her, you know, he may have just reserved his abuse for black women who knows, but I'm also concerned about the children that he's raising his daughters, you know, like, no, they're not partners with him, but a man who can put his hands on a partner, it's pretty likely he'll put his hands on his children. Um, so again, these are all allegations. But they've settled. So do with that what you will. Do with that what you will. Um, In the year, according to the Times, in the year um, since a one-time window opened in New York State allowing people to file sex abuse lawsuits, even after the statute of limitations, which frustrates me because why is there a statute of limitations, has expired, more than 3,000 civil suits have been filed in just one year. In just one year, at least 479 suits um, contain charges, charges of abuses at Rikers Island, which is a prison. There's hospitals in here, prominent hospitals. Um, There's other institutions and organizations. It's it's pretty damning. It's pretty damning. Um, So shout out to everybody who's doing work. 
shout out to the survivors. Shout out to people who are just, you know, had experienced these, these terrible things and are just trying to make it through the day. Um, I salute y'all. I embrace y'all. Um, over here, we believe victims and we support survivors. We are here to lend, lend our, our platform to them so that their voices are heard. Um, so yeah, that's for now. That's that on that frustrating news. Three students, all the age of 20 Tasin, Kenan and Hisham. Um, like I said, all students, uh, Hisham is a student at Brown university in Rhode Island. Uh, Kenan is a student at Haverford college in PA here in my home state. And Tassine is a student at Trinity College in Connecticut. All three of them were going to enjoy some dinner on Thanksgiving. Minding their businesses. Um, we're in their cafe. Oh, I never pronounced this correctly, but you know the, 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 the Palestinian scarf with the, the net pattern and the bold pattern and then the olive pattern. Um, I never, kafia. I never say it correctly. Um, and I don't want to butcher it. I don't want to butcher it. I want to honor, I want to honor the culture that it comes from by not butchering it. But they were wearing their scarves and they were speaking Arabic to each other and they were all minding their businesses. And some psycho comes out of nowhere and decides to shoot them all, shoot them all. Um, all three survived, praise God, but not without serious injury. What are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? Uh, this person, of course, they have started to say that this person had uh, mental health issues. It was a mental health thing, which, of course, anyone who's going to commit this type of harm is going to be having a men. Mm, let me correct this. This is what I'm going to correct. It takes a certain mental state to want to kill someone, but people who are struggling with their mental health every single day are not those types of people. There's people who deal with anxieties, depression, all kinds of things um, every single day and do not pick up a weapon to shoot people. There are people who don't struggle with the idea of trying to murder someone because of their mental health. So let me say that. But of course you have to be in a certain mental state to want to do that. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. Um, so now they're trying to do this whole mental health defense as if you having a rough go is any reason to want to do harm to other people. But it's particularly conspicuous because I mean, I'm suspicious, not conspicuous. It's particularly suspicious in that. This guy saw these three, said nothing to them, just pulled out his weapon and started shooting, um, especially in light of all of the violence happening in the Middle East. There is a constant, we have to talk about this too. There is a constant dehumanization of Palestinian people. And we've seen this before. We saw that horrid landlord who I hope spends every moment of the rest of his life up until his last breath in a prison that person who took the life of Wahid he was a six-year-old boy violently so violently so 
And now we're seeing these three who are minding their business, Palestinian students coming to dinner and just just want to go eat with their family, just want to spend time with their family, just like we talked about at the top of the show. Um, just have a moment of community together. And they are violently attacked, brutally attacked. There is something to be said about the ways people dehumanize Palestinian people. Um, I'm listening to Benjamin Netanyahu talk about those folks are collateral damage. 15,000 lives are collateral damage. Mm. Indiscriminate bombings. And people jumped down my throat when I talked about a hospital being bombed. Like, oh no, they wouldn't do that. They wouldn't do that. Meanwhile, they've bombed multiple hospitals at this point. Schools, um, refugee centers, And I'm laughing not because it's funny. I'm laughing because I'm frustrated because I'm tired of making these arguments. I'm tired of, of, of saying that Palestinian people are people that I'm standing with Rashida Tlaib when she said Palestinian people are not disposable. She's the sole member of, of, of our leadership who has Palestinian lineage And rather than rallying behind her and supporting her, people voted to censor her, including 22 Democrats, which says a lot. It says a lot for the state of things. Um, So, yeah, I'm wishing, I'm praying for health and restoration to these young men. I'm praying plenty of jail time for this monster who needs to be taken off the streets um, plenty of jail time. Just be up in there right next to Wahid, Wahid's murderer. Um, y'all could just rot together because this is awful. You don't, just because you're having a rough go doesn't mean you get to physically harm someone. I need people to understand that you, that doesn't give you the right to physically har- harm someone, even if that was true. I personally don't think that's true. I think he was a white guy with a gun who felt empowered to take the li- to take the lives of brown folks and I'm glad that he didn't take their lives but I'm horrified that he harmed them in such a terrible way. So um focusing on the healing of Hisham and Kanan and Tassin. Lots of love to their families as well. Okay, let's talk things um in culture. Beyonce held her renaissance world tour film uh debut and first of all the children of destiny sparkled shimmered and shined like come on we were just missing farah um but my goodness the the fits the looks the kelly the michelle the everything everyone looked so beautiful just truly truly beautiful um I just, I was so floored to see them all like together. I'm like, oh my God, a friendship. Um, <laughs> y'all know I like stuff like that. Um, but I, I need to talk to my people for a second. And people act like they don't know these things that I'm about to say um, on the, you know, but I'm going to say them anyway. Um, and I'm speaking specifically to black folks. Black folks, 
if you don't have any light skin friends in your life, just say that. Just say that. Just say that you've never seen a black person be completely washed out by lighting, by outfit choices as a combination, all those things, right? Beyonce wore a, I believe it was, it was either platinum or like a very, 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 very blonde wig, right? To go with her chrome carpet because the theme of renaissance was chrome that's why you know all summer long all y'all saw was silver and chrome and metallics and yes that was that was the theme of the carpet and she was honoring that theme in a beautiful look I thought she looked really really pretty um it's not my favorite Beyonce look but I think she looked really 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 pretty uh what else what else what else um but people were acting like Beyonce wanted to bleach her skin, like she wanted to be a white woman. And I'm like, this is why critical thinking is so important. And having these types of information, having information, having dialogue is so important. I'm going to tell you my experience as a, as a, as a light skinned person. So around about October, the sun starts to go away, right? We're in December right now. And because the sun goes away, the melanin starts to reduce, right? Now, if you already had melanin-rich skin, kudos to you. Enjoy that. But for those of us whose melanin was a little bit more deficient than others, we start to look and get pale. I can't tell you how many times I was made fun of, especially around these months, um, when the sun will go away and I would start to get super pale and people start to see, you know, my veins, <laughs> that sort of thing. Um, but this is what happens. This is what happens to us. It's December y'all. Beyonce is not bleaching her skin. It, the photos that y'all saw were a combination of her wearing silver, which is a cooler color, you know, like gold would be a warmer tone. Silver is a cooler tone, right? That, very blonde wig and then she's taking photos so there's flashes which naturally wash you out if the lighting is not quite right right so it's very strange to witness all those things and know how all those things would play in tandem and then say that she's bleaching when this woman is responsible for brown skin girl she talks about, I like my baby hair with baby hair and afros. I like my Negro nose with Jackson 5 nostrils. Like, are you, are you serious? Y'all serious? She has a whole black parade. Black parade. Black is king. Like, ape shit. Like, what are we talking about here? <laughs> what are y'all talking about here? Like, Beyonce is unapologetically black very very proud and black very out and blackity black 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 like don't be silly don't be silly y'all y'all need to think a little bit deeper before you open up your phones to share your your opinions because yuck gross ew do better that was the first thing the second thing and the place that I want to land y'all know I'm a black mama y'all know I love the children you know that I have I grew up in a very big family where kids learn how to take care of kids was just a natural thing, right? I've been a preschool teacher. I have been a nanny. Um, 
that was that was all in the first act of my life um and now I'm a mom very joyful about it too so I'm very sensitive about children right like I will fight somebody over some kids like you're not gonna be disrespectful or harmful to children so when I read that Miss Blue Ivy Carter who at this point has danced performed next to her mother one of the most incredible performers of our time if not just ever in front of thousands hundreds of thousands of people live right at 11 years old at this point she has danced in front of the vice president she's danced in front of celebrities she's danced in front of so many other folks and her performance was supposed to be a one-off to see that she saw some of the comments, you raggedy, knuckle dragon, dusty, crusty people who just happen to have access to Wi-Fi and enough battery charge to promote your hate against this 11-year-old girl. To see that she saw that and decided to take that and beg her mother to continue on the tour and y'all are sitting here applauding her resiliency pisses me off. Why is it that we, there is, there is a place for resiliency and there resiliency is, is powerful. Um, and taking negative things and turning them into a positive is a great thing. I want to get all of that out of the way before I say the things that I'm about to say. Fuck resiliency. Fuck it. She's 11. And grown people have been talking about this child since she was born her hair the way her skin looks constantly comparing her to northwest who is also an adorable girl but she gets to be more free and live more free because of her proximity to whiteness meanwhile this black child who literally y'all never see like y'all see her when her parents allow for it and that's it you know she's not you don't get a lot of access to Blue Ivy. Y'all constantly have criticisms and teardowns for her. I will never forget. I will never forget. I will never forget that horrid, horrid woman who decided to make a change.com petition to force Beyonce and Jay-Z to do something, allegedly, <coughs> and I'm putting this, this in quotations, to do something with Blue Ivy's hair. I will never forgive Amy Poller for leaving that line in her show um, I forget the name of the show, but Amy Poller is the executive producer. So I dare not think that all of this passed through her where there was a line in the show where it talked about R. Kelly pissing on Blue Ivy. I will never forgive y'all for that. I will never forgive y'all for how y'all treated this wonderful child. Horridly, horridly, horridly. And she keeps showing up and she keeps shining and she keeps going she is a child she is a little girl and yes for all the credit that it's wonderful that she took these terrible things that grown folks were saying about her and applied it to her to her performance so she could get better so she could keep performing beside her mother that is incredible that is wonderful that is great I'm tired of forcing black women black girls specifically to be resilient we shouldn't have to keep overcoming y'all. Black girls should not have to keep overcoming hatred. They shouldn't have to keep overcoming 
bigotry. They shouldn't have to keep overcoming misogyny. They shouldn't have to keep overcoming hate. We sh- they should be able to be free, same as all of the other children. The same way they get to be free and they get to be silly and they get to make mistakes and they get to look goofy. We shouldn't have to keep making black girls resilient by putting them through the ringer, especially so early. She's 11. She's 11. She is 11. 11 years old. As my old folks would say, she's not even off the clock yet. She's 11. Y'all drive me crazy with that. That's so incredibly frustrating. I applaud her for making the decision to decide that she wants to keep performing and not deciding that she doesn't want to perform again. But if she decided that she never wanted to perform again because she saw some of y'all's comments and y'all were terrible, horrible, no good, very bad adults, then that would have been her decision and she would have been absolutely right in it because I would have never let y'all see this child again. Never. Never. If it was me. I'm tired. I'm tired of forcing black girls, black femmes, black women into resiliency and then applauding them for overcoming the horror that y'all put people through. It drives me batty. It drives me nuts. I will not tolerate it. I will not. I'll speak out about it any chance I get. Every chance I get, matter of fact. So there's that. Congratulations, Blue Ivy, for being amazing. I applaud you. I am a big fan. If there's a way that um, I can continue to support you, I will. I love your mama. Your daddy's cool. (laughs) I'm just tired. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm so tired. Like, I just, I want us to support each other, but especially, especially support our children. Our children deserve our love. They deserve our affection. They deserve our admiration. They deserve our care. They deserve... Our, our, our community. They deserve to be protected. They deserve to be treasured and valued. They deserve to have a great start to their lives. And I know that like people are just like, well, shrug it off because like her parents are billionaires, but a billion dollars does nothing when self-esteem is on the line. And you could ask any one of these rich kids who got rich and famous and have fallen off and have gone through hell. Money don't mean nothing when love is not present. And so I pray every day that these children who are out here now, it's like Blue Ivy specifically, but the children overall in general, that they are getting the love and the support and the community that they need, that they're getting the, the whatever they need to make them into the adults that they need to be. I pray that they get that. I pray that they have that support and that love uh, because kids deserve it. They deserve it. They do. Um, But shout out to Blue Ivy because you're adorable and you're amazing. And you make all us aunties proud. And shout out to Beyonce for giving her that opportunity. You know, y'all, y'all know I wrote some, I think this past summer, like at the end of the tour, actually, that Beyonce letting Blue Ivy dance was our reckoning with her because so many grown people took to their fledgling or non-existent platforms and decided to tear down a child for whatever their reasons are. Um, and I just, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here for all the love and the support that these, 
these tiny folks, these young folks, these new people, these brand new people that we've brought here to this rock. Um, I'm here for them being surrounded by and supportive in, in any way and shape that they need to be. And that is the end of this week's episode. <laughs> I'm going to stop screaming. Uh, thank you for your likes, your shares, your subscribes. Thank you guys for supporting this here show. Five years running. Y'all are so dope. Um, if you would like to continue to support this show, um, financially, you can join over on Patreon. That is P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Whitney Elise. Um, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Whitney Elise. You could choose your tiers. There's five different tiers of support. Either way, I appreciate you. Um, we got some cute things coming up for Christmas over there. So stay tuned. Um, I want y'all to drink y'all water. I want y'all to be kind to yourselves, be kind to each other, take care of each other, take care of yourselves, take care of this planet, um, and be well and peace y'all. Thank you.